1: for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com.
2: In the 21st century, hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher, time and time again. Through the years, you'll find us here. Moving
1: higher. Hello, welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 356 i got the fellows back on here from valley transportation so brad and parker how you guys doing good casey good man so it's a little bit different um feel than i think we had probably this time last year right brad i mean you guys were were fighting a backlog of freight and 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 kind of working your way through this so i guess what's
3: what's the difference between this time last year and what you see right now well, I think I think the major changes that we that we're seeing is is uh the the slowdown in the economy, you know, the the van and reefer side was starting to see it last year. Um then we we maybe didn't see it so much, but but they're really feeling it now, you know, that that side is, has dropped off drastically. Um ours is starting to slow down a little bit, but uh as far as the open deck side, but uh, still moving fair, you know, but uh, I think we're seeing uh, the interest rate increases are starting to uh, wake people up and realize what this stuff's costing when they got to finance it. You know, so. yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't take long to get a fairly decent interest, uh, a paycheck interest deduction, I guess, from what you're actually paying there when you start looking at four and five hundred thousand dollars times six, and seven percent interest rates. That 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 tends to add up pretty
3: quick. Yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. So on the uh, on the truck side, let's talk about that. So this time last year, you were struggling to find trucks and, and availability for trucks to for your fleet and those kind of things. How's that changed for you, and what's that look like now?
3: That's freed up a lot too. You know, we so we seem to be uh, getting getting things in a lot better and and have more availability. We've actually even had some uh, some offers on some trucks that people have turned down that they had on order that are coming in and they walked away from the order. So okay we've seen some of that stuff. So, you know, the nice thing on that side is, is is some of these bigger carriers that are not, not uh, taking the trucks, we can operate off of their, they call it a car and uh, it's their discount on that, that equipment. So we can capture, capture their car and uh, buy the, buy that equipment for the prices that they have on it. So we've seen some decent prices come through. So, yeah. Yep. So Parker, when you're looking now, down at on
4: the equipment <laughs> side, when you talk about the availability, is the equipment, you know, ag equipment a lot easier to come by as well.
1: Uh, you no, know, we're seeing it start to kind of free up a little bit. I don't want to sit here and tell you that it's gumdrops and candy canes because we still see delays and allocations and those kind of things that are coming into play. Um the things that are holding stuff up now are are stuff I can't believe that, that's holding it up, you know, but it's um it's definitely better than it was there's no doubt about that and and we're starting to see some it's also i mean that's this this is, is exactly kind of what i thought would happen here was that and, and i don't want to sound like i'm a world-class economist here when i say this but there's a thing called supply and demand and when when supply comes uh starts hitting up with demand and, and they start meeting with each other prices tend to come down and that's what we're seeing right now so it's a uh and that's blowing people's minds right now, what that knowledge I just dropped on, on you right there. But they have uh it's it's a uh we're starting to see that a little bit. And and kind of back to what you're saying, Brad, where I don't want to say that that uh it's slowed down to where people aren't doing anything. Um but it's not it's not I'll take it. It's not just as soon as they walk in the door, they're not just screaming, I'll take it. As soon as they walk in the door, they're saying, mm, let me think about it, and then we'll kind of kick it around a little bit and start looking at that there's a lot of, kind of uh,
4: going back to what it no- used to be kind of the normal yeah. normalcy
1: yeah very much normal kind of slowing back down and i think the thing the crazy thing about the marketplace that i think is going is happening right now is it's not so much that um there's some massive correction and, and then and the market's collapsing on it's just all this you know I've got the one tractor in four states that that's for sale that someone can come by. So here's my price type of thing. Um, I think that's starting to wear off and that normal amount of pricing starting to come back down. I'm sure you guys see it on the truck side too, where just because it's available anymore doesn't mean that you're going to pay a, a King's ransom for it. You're going to, you know, there's a some more normal pricing you're starting to see pop up on trucks. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, but they're still selling good. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we've been yeah. selling them all right along, you know. So to, like you said, it's it's not like things have stopped. It's just they're more cautious, I think. Yeah. I talked to the guy the other day and he was
1: had a little we're talking about I don't know, tractors or something, I don't know what we're talking about, but he had a he's like, Man, we're getting we're really starting to river, see things slow down. I mean, it's getting it's getting tight around here. I was like, really? What what are you, you know, talking about then? He's we're going back and forth, and he's like, "Whatever it was we were talking about." He's like, "Man, I've had these these sitting on the loft for a while, and starting to kind of worry about them." I'm like, "Well, how long could you, have you had them?" He's like, I've "Had these things for almost a month, you know." <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm like, "Man, it's just it's, it's, that's okay, you know. That's pretty normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not not 24 hours anymore. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it a little bit of time here before you start wanting to kill something. Let's let's give it a little give a little breathing area here, but." So, I mean, it's just the point of reference too I think is what's shocking a lot of people about stuff that's turning and, and what that looks like too so but I mean, there's hot spots too I mean, combines are combines, you know, that's, they're combines that's what they do you know and so you know I think that that's gonna continue to be some issues that we see there too um with that but you know parker when you're when you're out looking around and you're looking at guys and booking freight and those kind of things like where where you see some where do you see some real activity at right now? Is it kind of everywhere or is it more is it very consolidated in, in a few spots?
4: It's, it's everywhere. I mean, the phones, you know, I mean, the phones are still ringing, you know, freight's still coming in. We're still moving our trucks and, and uh, you know, I'm kind of going back to that word normalcy, like, you know, last year at this time, I mean, you're basically turning freight away because you couldn't keep up with the demand. Yeah. And now, I mean, you're, you're taking everything you can get and it's it's getting moved in a timely fashion and, you know, the prices are, the prices have come down, but I mean, I think they're steady, you know, it ain't when fuel is jumping a dollar every couple of weeks or something like that, yeah. and you, you're trying to keep up right. with it. I mean, it's, it's steady right now. So, yep. so that's helping and uh, helping the end user, I guess, as well on, you know, he's not paying, paying, uh, you know, six, $7 a mile in freight, you know, it's back to what it, what it was.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah I think that's the, uh, that's that's one of the things there you're seeing. Um even with OPEC doing what they did with oil and trying to kind of cap the cap the market there a little bit, it still hasn't really done much. Or we're actually back down off the highs of when they did that. So price of fuel is is being very cooperative, I guess, with, with the economic status that we're seeing right now. So that's it's gotta be high. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's not it's as high. Flat. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's talking to talk about a couple of things here. You guys have, have kind of sent me to talk about here a little bit, and we'll get to. Uh, I think probably the easiest one to start with here is just this time last year, and you know you we and everybody's in the same boat. But Brad, as you look at your at the pool of drivers that you have now and the and the 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 line of drivers coming in, how's that how's that looking right now? And are you seeing a, a, a spike up at all? and folks wanting to come in to be a driver or is that kind of still about the same situation?
3: You know, I think it's starting to free up and get a little easier. Um, We've seen, uh we've seen more coming in the door than, than uh, we were a year ago at this time, you know, when the economy was booming and they had, they could go just anywhere. Um Now we're starting to see guys that are actually looking for work and coming in and we're actually finding some quality stuff, you know, quality guys that have, that have got the experience and, So there's, you know, there's some of that's going to help us a lot too, just to get the seats back full. So, yeah. Yeah. When you're looking at um, some of these kids coming
1: in, like what's the, I guess when you're looking at going through the steps of becoming a driver, like, are you running into anything there that that's, that's raising uh, a bit of concern about maybe something that you're running into background checks, those kind of things. or, Or are you having any issues with, with a specific area with these drivers?
3: You know, not so much the, the 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 biggest challenge I see nowadays is the the entry level driver that that wants to get his license and get his CDL. They're making it very difficult for him to get that CDL. You know, there's there's schooling that's required now and and things they got to do in order to to get that. You know, when we were farm kids, we were at, we went down to the driver license bureau and and, and got our CDL. You know, we got our class A license so. But, uh, you know, now it's not that easy, so there's a lot more to it, and we require more. I, I think I think we put a lot of emphasis on trying to push people away because we got so much, many regulations on what they got to do, and, you know, and that's driven a lot by our insurance companies, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's challenging now for somebody to get into this this business. So.
1: Yeah. So, you have one thing in here that I thought was, I never
3: even thought about this. and and what that
1: looks like but you know i live on i-80 and and uh you know driving back and forth across state nebraska on i-80 you see tons and tons of truck traffic every um truck stop you drive by they're you know chock full of trucks and and it makes sense now after reading what you have here but the shortage of truck parking and, and driver fatigue and what that looks like and that's that is a uh that's something i never really thought much about and because with it looks especially with electronic guide or uh, uh, logbooks and those kind of things now, there's no really you know there's it's, it's harder to to circumvent the uh, system than it used to be. So, I guess when you're looking at at the number of miles a driver can actually drive in a day, and then you start looking at um, you know where they can stop for the night or, or to to get their eight hours or whatever it is that they need to of, of downtime of off time that plays a big, big role in that too. And if you start looking at at driver shortages, that even compounds the problem even further. So I guess talk a little bit about that and how's that affecting your business?
3: Yeah. So, you know, the, once that driver goes on duty in the morning, he's got 14 hours to get his 10 hours of driving in. So, you know, if he's loading or doing anything outside of that, the actual driving that'll burn up that extra four hours in a hurry. And then he's only got his 10 hours of driving. So You know, if he's, if he's driving along in the morning and he decides he gets tired and wants to lay down for an hour, he's got to really think about whether he can do that or not, you know, so it's facing these guys or forcing these guys to be fatigued because they got to keep going to get their miles on for that day. Right. and It's a big, big problem. And then, you know, at at five o'clock at night, he's got to be starting to think about where he's going to park because, you know, he's running out of room. Right, and, and, uh, you know, you go by these, you run up and down that interstate, and you go by these truck stops. I got five spots spaces left, you know, and they got big signs showing you now how many truck spots are are left in the rest areas. So, yeah, you know, and, and and then you go by some, and they're they're fourteen, 15 out on the other end, yeah, just because there's no space in the in the rest area, you know, so. Yep it becomes a huge challenge when you're oversized and, and big and long and heavy yep. because you can't just pull in anywhere and, and park those things, you know? So our drivers, uh, you know, they run out a lot of their operating daytime just because they got to quit early. Right. And that's one
1: thing I see a lot, like you just talked about there, especially at, um, one thing I like to do when I'm just by myself is just drive through the night and to get to where I'm going. Cause it's less traffic, you know, and right. not. And typically, it's just you and, and the other truck drivers out there, and and you go by those rest areas, and they'll be clear full in the parking lot, and they'll be down the shoulder. There might be you know ten or fifteen right. trucks stacked in there, and that's that's a safety issue. Then you start talking about guys getting out of the truck and into the truck and walking up and down the thing and everything else. It's just it creates a a bigger issue than just not having a truck a place to stop. So it's it's a bigger deal.
3: And and they're. Uh... They're a half mile to a mile away from the rest area or yeah. restrooms, you know. Yeah. So they, it, it it's a huge inconvenience for those drivers too. Yeah. We
1: see a lot of guys out here, you know, pulling those uh windmill um you know stuff trucking across the country and and a lot of those uh blades or whatever they are, hundred feet long or whatever, 200 feet long, or whatever it is that they are. And those those guys, I've I f- i do not know how they function because <laughs> like you said you just can't just go whipping into someplace of that thing you got to have right turnaround space and all kinds of things to get in there and and that's uh that's going to be a bigger and bigger t- thing too we had a couple places here um right here by like right down by kimball down over here kimball nebraska where they just cleared off a, a i don't know five acre area that's just and there's nothing there but just a parking spot and that's yeah. you see a lot of trucks parked in there too so it's you're starting to see some stuff like that pop up. I see more and more of those kind of just empty lot type deals that are just kind of popping up places here and there. And
3: yeah, and, you know, you know, for those windmills, they got they got actual trip planners, so they got that trip planned out and they got they got uh, spots all the way along the route that they gotta hit. Is that right? Okay. And they get to so just because they know they can't park just anywhere, you know. Yeah, that's so, that's that's
1: I can't imagine it. The first guy to pull one of those. Windmill blades across the country, were kind of blind. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. It. It yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yep, That's absolutely true. All right. So now the next thing I guess to talk about now is, um, is marijuana. And again, didn't think much about it because I don't know, whatever. There's 30 states or whatever it is that that have legalized marijuana or at least decriminalized it anyway to some extent um, across the country. And, um, but it's still a a federally banned substance. So from a federal motor carrier standpoint, I guess if some guy goes in and takes a, takes a a drug test and it shows up marijuana in it for all intents and purposes, they're incapable of driving. Right.
3: Correct. Correct.
1: So what's the process to get them? That's ridiculous. So what's the process to get them back into being able to drive again?
3: They've got to go through a substance uh, control school. And uh, you know, and they they spend uh, I don't know what it is two three days with a with a person that 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 gets them <laughs> all back on on track and gives them all the reasons why they shouldn't be doing that and, and can't be driving with it, and they got to pass that class before we can even look at them and uh, consider re for a rehire. So, wow, and they might and not also, even
4: smoke that. it could have been just contact.
3: Right.
1: Well, yeah, that's the other side of it too. I mean, just you get the number.
4: smallest trace in there, and and yeah. you'd be yeah, won't be able to be hired.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. So when you're looking at, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, alcohol is one of those things too, but alcohol doesn't stay in your system as long as marijuana does. What's this, like ten days or something like that? Seven days yeah. or something like that stays in your system. So now depends you've got. How much,
4: but yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, I guess it always depends on how much you did, but. um uh, if you're looking at that situation now, you've got, I mean, it's just like saying don't drink beer because you might eat, you know, obviously don't drink beer while you're driving. But I mean, if you have a few pops the night before and you, and you, and as long as you're under the, the limit, you take off and drive, you're fine. But same thing with that. I mean, if you go take a, a a urine test, something like that, and, and have alcohol in your system, that's a different, it's a whole different scenario than it is if you have marijuana system so it's i I guess how have you guys run into that issue a lot where you're having this this problem pop up
3: you know we have so much i would think you know drivers know that they're gonna have to take a test as soon as they get get to
4: you know your hiring process like you know it'd be pretty silly if they you know are an avid smoker and showed up to a job interview to be a truck driver where you have zero
3: tolerance
1: right yeah.
3: Yeah. So we don't see that a lot, you know. We don't run into that. Occasionally, we'll catch somebody on a random, mm-hmm. you know, because we got to do random tests. That they they pick the drivers out of the pool and on who's got to do a random, and they increased that number up to like twenty five percent of our driving fleet. So every quarter, there's twenty five percent of our guys that that have to have to uh, take a drug and alcohol test. So
1: yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, as you're looking at, um, I guess, kind of wrap things up here. So, as you're looking at these two, these two things we're talking about here, just overall, just driver safety, driver fatigue, and then some of these other regulations that are. It's just crazy that it, that it's legal that marijuana is legal and in at one's place. You know, like if I go to California or Colorado or whatever else, and I want to walk down the street and smoking smoking a joint, then. That's totally fine. You know what? No one's gonna do anything to you. But let me uh you know, five days later go take a uh, drug test and then now I can't I can't drive a truck. I mean, that's just it doesn't seem like that makes that makes any sense to me, but nothing government does tends to make sense to me either. So that that that's probably a, a conundrum there, I guess, of sorts. But I, I guess I think it's,
4: it's pretty like, much legal in Minnesota now too. I think they're working on getting it passed as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think most states have decriminalized it. I mean, you're not gonna get I mean as long as you don't have like ten pounds, you're gonna you're gonna be okay.
4: Right. Yeah, intend to distribute and all that different stuff, right. but if you got a got a few gummies and a little little yeah. bit of weed or something like that sitting at home, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's a crazy thing. So I guess kind of wrapping this thing up, I guess as you take a look at these both these things, uh, Brad and Parker, what are some of the things that you're really kind of paying attention to, really? keeping your eye on the ball on here for the rest of 23. And, and what are the, some of the things that you are, uh, you have concerned about?
3: Well, I to think the, can, the, door. Well, the biggest concern uh, that I'm seeing is just, just, uh, hoping, hoping that, uh, we don't slow this thing down so much that it stops, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, I think we're going to see another interest rate hike coming up here soon and, and probably a quarter. And, and uh, then everything I'm hearing that's going to start backing down, you know, so yep. going into late season here, we could see some re- reductions in that interest rate. And then throughout 24, I think we'll see more, you know, so right. hopefully they just haven't overdone it, you know, but uh, it, it it definitely uh, was effective and did what they wanted it to do. So that, that's oh, just hope let's hope they didn't go too far, you know? So,
1: yeah, that's the,
3: uh, that, that interest thing is absolutely
4: nuts. You know, like, you know, my dad farms and I do as well. And like our operating note is like, it was almost 9% that backed it down to 8%. I'm like, that's pretty tough on, you know, a farmer trying to get by, you know, with the rising costs in fertilizer and seed and all that right. other stuff, fuel. And then you add that on top of it, on top of a interest note, like that's tough.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, it, it's going to change the landscape a little bit and, and how things operate and work. And the feds made it pretty clear that even if, when they do stop raising rates, they're going to maintain the interest rates that they have for a while. And just, I mean, they might not be raising anything, but they're going to just kind of keep things status quo for a while to see what happens and, and really, really choke it back down. So we'll see what happens and, and, uh, we'll go from there, but it's, it's, uh, 23 into 24 is going to be, a it's interesting time just to watch and see what happens and like you said to kind of play things out and what that looks like. So it's uh, it's a it's a scary and fun time to be in, in the industry, I guess is the best way to put it.
3: There's but one thing about it, we've seen challenges before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this isn't anything new. This is just
1: no. it's just different.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. different. So
1: all right, fellas. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Brad, folks, want to get a hold of you, what's the best
3: way to do that? Uh, just, uh, the 800 number, 800-657-4910, or my email, bgraph at valleytransinc.com. Right on. Parker, what's the best way to get hold of you?
4: Uh, 800-657-4910, or shoot me an email at pjohnson at valleytransinc.com.
1: Right on. Well, guys, I appreciate you being on and, uh, look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville. All right. Sounds
4: good. Thanks, Casey.
1: Yeah, wait. Talk to you later. Uh, all right. On. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast and go over to the YouTube channel. to Watch the video version of this at Moving Iron LLC, uh, at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out there. Go to link, go to MovingIronLLC.com to get everything Moving Iron related and information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here. Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. If you want more information about that, send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, and, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Brad and Parker. Let's going to be some iron folks out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com.
2: see moving out